of your saints. Pray for the Holy Gospel. Lord have mercy. Remember also our Master, those who have bidden us to remember them in our supplications and prayers, which we offer up unto you, O Lord our God. Those who have already fallen asleep, repose them. Those who are sick, heal them. For you are the life of us all, the salvation of us all, the hope of us all, the healing of us all, and the resurrection <coughs> of us all. Some of David Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness and rescue me. How abundant is the multitude of your goodness, O Lord, which you laid up for them that fear you. Alleluia. bless the springs, the plants, and the fruits, alleluia, alleluia. In the fear of God, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Bless O Lord, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I will ask, one, ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from man? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Glory be to God forever. Glory with his God. 
O Master, Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son and Logos of God, the Father, who has broken every bond of, his, of our sins through his saving and life-giving sufferings, who breathed into the face of his saintly disciples and holy apostles and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now also, our Master, you have given grace through your holy apostles to those who for a time labor in the priesthood in your holy church to forgive sin upon the earth and to bind and to loose every bond of iniquity. Now also, we ask and entreat your goodness, O lover of mankind, my fathers and my brethren, and my weakness, those who bow their heads before your holy glory, dispense to us your mercy, and loose every bond of our sins. And if we have committed any sin against you, knowingly or unknowingly, or through anguish of heart, whether in deed or in word or from faint-heartedness, O Master, who knows the weakness of men, as the good one and lover of mankind, O God, grant us the forgiveness of our sins. Bless us, purify us, absolve us, and all your people. Fill us with your fear. And straighten us for your holy goodwill, for you are our God, and the glory, the honor, the dominion, and worship are due unto you with your good Father and the Holy Spirit, who is the giver of life, who is of one essence with you now and at all times, and to the ages of all ages. Amen. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus Christ, bless the crown of the year with your goodness, O Lord, the rivers, the, the seeds, and the fruits. Save us and have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless us. Amen. I offer my repentance. Bless. Forgive me and say the blessing. O Christ our God, Amen, so it shall be. O King of beasts, grant us your peace, establish for us your peace, and forgive us our sins, for yours is the power, the glory, the blessing, and the might forever. Amen. O Lord, make us worthy be thankfully our Father who art. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. With your spirit. Ten
Holy, 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 the gospel according to St. Luke. May his blessings be with us all. Amen. In the comfort of the Holy, holy Spirit, <clears throat> whom the Father will send in my name has come, he shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said unto you. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it comes to pass, you might believe. I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world comes, and it's nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do arise. Let's go from here. I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word 
word which I've spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. And glory be to God forever. Amen. May the sayings of God be fulfilled in peace. We worship you, O Christ, with your good Father and the Holy Spirit. For you have risen and saved us. Have mercy on us. Your Holy Spirit, O Lord, whom you sent forth upon your holy disciples and honored apostles in the third hour. Do not take him away from us, O good one, but renew him within us. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, who sent down your Holy Spirit upon your holy disciples and honored apostles in the third hour, do not take him away from us, O good one, but we ask you to renew him within us. O Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, the Word, a right and life-giving spirit, a spirit of prophecy and chastity, a spirit of holiness, righteousness, and authority, all the Almighty one you are the light of our souls you oh you who give light to every man who comes into the world have mercy on us O Theotokos, you are the true vine who bore the cluster of life. We ask you, O full of grace, with the apostles for the salvation of our souls. Blessed is the Lord our God, blessed is the Lord day by day. He prepares our way, for he is the God of our salvation. Both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. O heavenly King, the comfort of the spirit of truth, who is present in all places and fills all the treasury of good things and the life giver. Graciously come and dwell in us and purify us from all defilement, a good one, and save our souls. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Just as you were with your disciples, O Savior, and gave them peace, graciously come also and be with us and save us and deliver our souls. Both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. Whenever we stand in your holy sanctuary, we are considered saying in heaven, O Theotokos, Theotok open for us the gate of mercy. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, who was born of the Virgin, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, who was crucified for us, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, who rose from the dead, ascended from the heavens, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, over now and ever and to the ages of all ages of men. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Lord, forgive us our sins. O Lord, forgive us our iniquities. O Lord, forgive us our trespasses. O Lord, visit sick your people, heal them for the sake of your holy name. Our Father, and Lord, all asleep, O Lord, repose their souls. Forgive us sin, Lord, have mercy on us. Forgive us sin, Lord, help us in these supplications. For here is the glory, dominion, and triple Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, bless us in that. Thy name, the kingdom come, the will be done, on earth and in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses. So we forgive those who trespass against us. It is not temptation, Holy, 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 reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. May his blessings be with us all. Amen. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Glory be to God forever and ever. I mean, we worship you, O Christ, with your good Father and the Holy Spirit, for you have risen and saved us. O you who on the sixth day and in the sixth hour was nailed to the cross for the sin which our father Adam dared to commit in paradise. Tear the handwriting of our sins, O Christ, our God, and save us, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. God, hear my prayer and do not refuse my petition. Be attentive to me and hear me in the evening, in the morning, and at midday. I say my words and he hears my voice and delivers my soul in peace. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O Jesus Christ, our God, who was nailed to the cross in the sixth hour and killed sin by the tree, and by your death you made alive the dead man whom you created with your own hands and had died in sin. Put to death our pains by your healing and life-giving passions and by the nails with which you were nailed. Rescue our minds from the thoughtlessness of earthly deeds and worldly lusts to the remembrance of your heavenly commandments according to your compassion. Both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. Since we have no favor nor excuse nor justification because of our many sins, we through you implore to him who was born of you, O Theotokos the Virgin, for abundant and acceptable is your intercession with our Savior. O pure mother, do not exclude sinners from your intercession with him whom you bore. For he is merciful and able to save us because he suffered for us to deliver us. Let your compassion speedily reach us, for we are exceedingly humbled. Help us, O God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. O Lord, deliver us and forgive us our sins for the sake of your holy name. Lord, now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. You wrought salvation in the midst of all the earth, O Christ our God, as you stretched your holy hands on the cross, therefore all nations cry out, saying, Glory be to you, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We worship your incorruptible person, O good one, asking for the forgiveness of our sins, O Christ our God. For of your will you were pleased to be lifted up onto the cross to deliver those whom you created from the bondage of the enemy. We cry out unto you and give thanks to you, for you filled all with joy, O Savior, when you came to help the world. Lord, glory be to you. Both now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. You are she who is full of grace, O Theotokos the Virgin. We praise you, for through the cross of your Son, Hades fell down, and death was abolished. We were dead, but we are raised, and became worthy of eternal life, and gained the delight of the first paradise. Therefore, we thankfully glorify the immortal Christ, our God. We exalt you, the mother of the true life. We glorify you, Saint the Theotokos. You have brought forth unto us the Savior of the whole world. He came, he came and saved our souls. Glory be to you, our Master, our King, Christ, the pride of the apostles, the crown of the martyrs, the joy of the righteous, the firmness of the churches, the forgiveness of sins. We proclaim the Holy Trinity in one Godhead. We worship him. We glorify him. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless us. Amen. We believe in one God, God the Father, the Pontifactor, creator of heaven and earth and of all things seen and unseen. 
We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all ages, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not created, of essence of the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men for our salvation came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary, and became man. And he was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate, suffering was buried. On the third day he rose from the dead, according to the scriptures, sent to the heavens, he sits at the right hand of his Father. And he is coming again to his glory, judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. Yes, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and one holy Catholic apostolic church, we confess and baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. Amen. O Lamb of the Father, who takes away the sins of the world, hear us and have mercy on us. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy, holy, holy Lord of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory and honor. Have mercy on us, O God, the Father, the Pontecrator. O Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O Lord, God of hosts, be with us. We have no helper in our hearts which in tribulations but you. Absolve, forgive, and remit, O God, our transgressions, those which we have committed willingly and those which we have committed unknowingly, those which we have committed knowingly and those which we have committed unknowingly, the hidden and manifest. O Lord, forgive us for the sake of your holy name which is called upon us. Let it be according to your mercy, O Lord, not according to our sins. Glory and honor, honor and glory to the all-holy trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Peace and edification unto the one only holy, Catholic, and apostolic, Orthodox Church of God. Amen. Remember, O Lord, those who are brought unto you these gifts, those on whose behalf they have been brought, and those by whom they have been brought. Give them all the heavenly rewards. Pray for 
for these holy and precious <laughs> gifts, our sacrifices, and those who brought them, Lord, have mercy. Alleluia, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, O Lord, save the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Blessed be God, the Father, the Pantocrator. <clears throat> Blessed be His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. <clears throat> Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. Spirit, amen. Blessed be the Lord God forever, amen. Praise the Lord, all you nations, one and all you peoples, for his mercy has been strengthened toward us, and the Lord, truth of the Lord abides forever, amen. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, <coughs> both now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages, amen. Peace be with all. And with your spirit. Let us give thanks to the beneficent, merciful God, the Father of our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ, for he has covered us, helped us, guarded us, accepted us to himself, spared us, supported us, and have brought us to this hour. Let us also ask him, the Lord our God, the Pantocrator, to guard us in all peace this holy day and all the days of our life. Lord God, the Pantocrator, the Father of our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you for everything, concerning everything and in everything. For you have covered us, helped us, guarded us, accepted us to yourself, spared us, supported us, and have brought us to this hour. Pray that God may have mercy and compassion on us, Hear us, help us, and accept the supplications and prayers of his saints, for which, for that which is good on our behalf at all times, 
and make us worthy to partake of the communion of his holy and blessed mysteries for the remission of our sins. Lord, have mercy. Therefore, we ask and entreat your goodness, O lover of mankind, grant us to complete this holy day and all the days of our life. All envy, all temptation, all the work of Satan, the counsel of wicked men, the rising up of enemies hidden and manifest. Take them away from us and from all your people and from this table and from this holy place that is yours but those things which are good and profitable do provide for us for it is you who has given us the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy servants and ministers of this day, the priest, the archdeacon, the deacons, the clergy, and all the people in my weak self be absolved from the mouth of the all-holy trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and from the mouth of the one only holy Catholic and apostolic church, from the mouths of the twelve apostles, and from the mouth of the behold of God, the evangelist, St. Mark, the holy apostle and martyr, the patriarch, St. Severus, our teacher, the Ascorus, St. Athanasius, the Apostolic, St. Peter, the Holy Martyr and High Priest, St. John Chrysostom, St. Cyril, St. Basil, and St. Gregory, from the mouths of the 318 assembled at Nicaea, the 150 at Constantinople, and the 200 at Ephesus, and from the mouth of our honored Father, the High Priest, Pope Abba Tawadrus II, from the mouth of his partner in the Apostolic Liturgy, your Father, the Metropolitan, Abba Srabyun, and from my own mouth being the least, for blessed and full of glory is your holy name, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen.
Grant us the forgiveness of our sins. We worship you, O Christ, with your good Father and the Holy Spirit, for you have come and saved us. Have mercy on us. Called to be an apostle, appointed to the gospel of God. A, chap a chapter from the epistle of our teacher, Paul to Timothy. His blessings be with us all. Amen. Thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and, with faith and love which, which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show, long, might show all long, long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previ previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience. The grace of God the Father be with you all, amen. The Catholic Epistle from the Epistle of our teacher, St. James. May his blessings be upon us all, my beloved. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the, per into the perfect law of liberty, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Do not love the world nor the things which are in the world. The world shall pass away in all its desires, but he who does the will of God shall abide forever. Amen. Bless the crown of the year. With your goodness, O Lord, the rivers, the springs, of our fathers, apostles, their, their holy blessing be with us. Amen. And as John was fishing 
his course. He said, who do you think I am? I am not he, but behold, there comes one after me, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to lose. Men and brethren, sons and family of Abraham, and those among you who fears God, to you the word of those salvations has been sent for those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, has fulfilled them in the condemning him. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should put him to death. Now when they are fulfilled, all this, all that was written concerning him. They took him down from the trees and cerning him, and took him down from the trees and led him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. He was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Who you are, who come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem? Who are his witness to the people? And was declared to you glad tiding these promises which are made to the fathers, God has fulfilled their, this for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus. The word of the Lord has grown up, multiplying and mighty, and be confirmed in the body of, of church of God. Amen. Today is the fourth day of the blessed month of Tut. May God begin it in goodness and renew it for us in peace and tranquility while our sins and inequities are forgiven through the tender mercies of our Lord, O my fathers and my brethren, amen. On this day in the year 2570 of the world, the great prophet Joshua, the son of Nun, departed. He was born in Egypt in the year 2460 of the world and was from the tribe of Ephraim. He left with Moses among the exodus of the people of Israel from Egypt and became his disciple. He led the army during the war of the children of Israel with Amalek while Moses was on the top of the hill praying. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. When Moses chose 12 men to spy on the land of Canaan, the, promise of the, the promised land, Joshua was one of them, and he had completed his mission with all sincerity. He and Caleb brought the true and accurate facts to Moses about the land. For this reason, these were the only two to enter into the land from all the people who left Egypt because they murmured and doubted in the truthfulness of God's promises. After the death of the prophet Moses, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over, this, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all that the law of Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and that you may observe to do it according to all that is written in it. For then you, shall, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. 
Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Therefore Joshua's heart was encouraged, and he sent two men to spy on the land. When he was assured, he rose and crossed the Jordan after it had been divided before them, as the Red Sea had been divided for Moses. He conquered Jericho after he went all around the city for seven days. Its wall had fallen fallen down flat. The Lord was with Joshua, so he killed the kings, conquered many cities, and divided the land among the children of Israel according to their tribes. When he finished his good endeavor and reached a good old age, he called the elders of the people of Israel and their leaders. He commanded them not to deviate from worshiping God and to adhere to his law. He departed in peace, and he was 110 years old. The blessing of his prayers be with us. Amen. On this day, also in the year 845 AM, or 1128 AD, Abba Macarius II, the 69th Patriarch of Alexandria, departed. This father was pious and ascetic since his young age and longed for the monastic life. He became a, he became a monk in the monastery of St. Macarius. He devoted himself to worship, asceticism, and reading of the Holy Scriptures. He grew in virtues and knowledge. He was a skillful artist who spent some of his time in painting icons and decorating manuscripts. When Abba Michael the fourth the 68th Pope departed and the papal throne became vacant the Holy Synod that convened in Cairo decided to elect this monk Macarius they took him and bound him against his will and he cried out and begged them with excuses to release him saying I am not fit to be raised to the dignity of the papacy and it is not fit for this serious responsibility they brought him to the city of Alexandria, where he was consecrated patriarch in the Church of St. Mark on Sunday, the 13th of Hatur in the year 819 or 1102 AD. He then went to the seat of his throne in Cairo, where the rites of his enthronement were celebrated in the Church of the Holy Virgin in El Mulakla. During his papacy, he added to his worship and piety. He taught and preached the people daily. He gave alms and did works of mercy to the poor and to the needy. When he finished his endeavor, he departed in peace. The fathers, the bishops prayed his funeral rites and buried him with great honor in the church of the Holy Virgin in Mulakla. The duration of his papacy was 25 years and nine months. The blessing of his prayers be with us, amen. Also on this day, the missionary saint, the pure bride of Christ, the teacher of cleanliness and hygiene, Saint Verena, departed. This saint was born in the village of Garagias in the Theban region to Christian parents. They called her Verena, which means the good fruit or the dainty fruit, and, the raised, and raised her up according to the Christian virtues. This saint was baptized by Bishop Cher Cherimon, the holy bishop of Nihilus, who oversaw her education and religious upbringing, she grew steadily in grace and faith. During that time, large numbers of Christians declared their faith before the Roman rulers, were martyred, and received the crowns of martyrdom. Saint Verena visited those imprisoned and ministered onto their needs. She also longed to receive her share of persecution and martyrdom. During the reign of the Emperor Diocletian, the fame of the Theban legion became well known. The legion was headed to, by Saint Maurice, who was known for his courage and godliness. The Emperor ordered the Theban legion, led by Saint Maurice, to move from Thebes to Egypt in Luxor to Gaul in western region of Europe to assist Emperor Maximian in, the de in defeating a revolt by the Bagoda south of France. The legion was made of 6,600 soldiers. Saint Verena joined the Theban legion in its mission to Europe. When the legion arrived there, Maximian 
was then residing in a nearby city called Octodrum. He ordered the commander Maurice and the, num and the member of the legion to offer sacrifices to the gods before engaging in the war. They all refused to obey the order. The emperor ordered to slay every tenth soldier to force the rest of the legion to obey his orders. Nevertheless, the rest of the legion was more enthusiastic to adhere to the Christian faith. The emperor was enraged and ordered to kill the tenth of the rest. St. Maurice encouraged the members of the legion to, to be steadfast in their faith, along with declaring their military loyalty to the emperor. The emperor became furious and ordered to eliminate the rest of the unit present around Aguinum and to pursue the rest of the units of the Theban legion in their positions in Switzerland, Italy, and Germany. St. Maurice received the crown of martyrdom along with a unit that was in Aguinum, which numbered 520 soldiers. After the martyrdom of the legion, she went to Aguinum and then continued her way to arrive near the city of Saladrum. In her great desire to save her soul, she withdrew in a cave and led an austere life in asceticism, prayer, and fasting. She supported herself by handiwork, which a nearby Christian woman sold for her. The Lord performed many miracles of healings through her prayers. St. Verena was particularly concerned about the young girls. She guided them and taught them the basics of chastity and proper hygienic practices. As a result of the fame of her ministry and the holiness of her life, the ruler arrested and imprisoned her. The martyr, St. Maurice, appeared to console her. He encouraged her to be steadfast in the Christian faith. She was later released after the Lord healed on her hands the governor from an illness. To escape the vainglory of the world, she fled to an island at the convergence of the rivers of Air and Rhine. She lived in a small hut, taking care of the sick and the needy. St. Verena then left the island because it was infested with serpents and scorpions. She went to the city of Zer Tenido in the canton of Aragua in Switzerland, where she lived in a house next to the church of the Holy Virgin St. Mary. The priest of the parish entrusted her, entrusted to her care of the poor and the sick. She, carried, she cared for their cleanliness and nursing their health. Nevertheless, the devil envied her and moved her fellow ser servants to plot against her, but the Lord always revealed her innocence. Later on, she lived a solitary life in a cave where she lived for 11 years in asceticism, worship and devoutness. Many came to her to receive the blessings of her prayers, and many sought her counsel. When the time of her departure from the world drew near, the Holy Virgin St. Mary appeared to her along with some virgins in her cave. She told her about the blessings of the eternal life and the joy of the paradise. St. Verena rose and kneeled before her, saying, I am not worthy for the mother of my Lord and God to come to her servant. The, the Theotokos St. Mary told her, to reward you for your faithfulness in your service to the Lord Christ. The cave became full of incense, and with this apparition, St. Verena departed to heaven. They shrouded and buried her with great honor. A church was built after her name in the city of Zerzuk, and she became the patron of that city, a patron saint of that city. A convent was also built after her name in Switzerland. Among the various icons of St. Verena, the most famous has always been the one where St. Verena with double comb in her left hand and a jug of water in her right. This icon of St. Verena is still the pattern of arms of the city of Staffa in the canton of Zurich. 
for she was the first to point out the importance of personal cleanliness in that country. In recent years, His Holiness Pope Shenouda III, the 117th Patriarch of Alexandria, had received a part of the relics of St. Verena from her church in Zurich in Switzerland. The blessing of her prayers be with us all, and glory be to God forever. Amen. to his saintly honored disciples and holy apostles. Many prophets and righteous men have desired to see the things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear the things which you hear and have not heard them. But as for you, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. May we be worthy to hear and to act according to your holy gospels through the prayers of your saints. So our master, those who have bidden us to remember them in our supplications and prayers, which we offer up unto you, O Lord, our 
Er, God, those who have already fallen asleep, repose them. Those who are sick, heal them. For you are the life of us all, the salvation of us all, the hope of us all, the healing of us all, and the resurrection of us all. The song of David seeks for truth. How abundant is the multitude of your, your goodness, O Lord, which you have laid up for them that fear you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord of hosts. Bless, O Lord, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you. Say to you, among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. And the Lord said, To what shall, what then shall I liken the men of this generation, or what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by all her children. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, I mean. Happy New Year. 
Um, as you know, this past week on Thursday, we celebrated the new Coptic year. Uh, does anybody know what year we're in in the Coptic calendar? Uh -huh. If you, uh, if you think about the, the beginning of the Coptic calendar is the year that uh, the Emperor Diocletian became Emperor, which was in the year 284. So, closer, okay. Uh, in, in 284, Diocletian became the Emperor, and that's when the, uh, the calendar, the Coptic calendar of the martyrs begins. So, if you take from this January, it will be 2020 minus 284, so it's uh, 1736. So we say 1736 AM, or the Year of the Martyrs. So as you know, every year when we celebrate the Coptic New Year, we are uh, emphasizing both the celebration of the life and the death of the martyrs, but also uh, the theme of the New Year is, if we could say it kind of colloquially, it'll be you know, out with the old and in with the new. And. Um, when we look at the readings for, for the new year on Thursday, on the, for the first day of the Coptic month of Tha'ut, uh, we hear, for example, St. Paul saying, the old has passed away, behold, the new has come. And likewise, uh, in the Catholic epistle for that day, St. John in his epistle says, the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. So we connect these two uh, realities, the reality of the, what is new, through the salvation uh, of our Lord, and the life of the martyrs who lived that reality, the life of the martyrs who lived according to that light and who fought against the darkness and who showed us the, the, new, uh, the new love that conquers death. And the Gospel today, uh, which is the first Sunday of the Coptic month of Tha'ut, we read in the Gospel of St. Luke, where the Lord said, For I say to you, among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And so again, we see that in the gospel today, the same theme is carrying over from the Feast of Nehruz to the first Sunday of, of Tha'ut, which is that there is something that is new that is incomparably greater than that which is old to the extent that even the Lord says that he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Now, he doesn't mean that everybody who is of the new covenant is greater in righteousness than John the Baptist, but he means that everybody who is of the new covenant is greater in dignity uh, and in privilege, because according to the new covenant, we now live by grace, not by the law and we live by mercy, not by our uh, attempts at righteousness. And we live by um, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, who dwells in every soul that is united in baptism and the sacraments of the church. And so the new grace, the new life, the new, uh, the new era that Christ ushers in is infinitely greater than the old. So that is our theme of the new year, which we celebrate with the festive tune. And so the Feast of the Cross, which this year will be on the 28th of September because we're in a leap year. Um, and so I want to speak a little bit about the life of grace. St. John in his gospel begins his gospel with the beautiful words, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And 
This uh, comparison between the law, the old law, and the new grace is something that St. Paul in his life and in his epistles and his uh, letters to the Christian communities that he was preaching to struggled very hard to, uh, to enforce and to embed in the hearts of the people because there was and, and there still is for all of us this tendency to go back to the law, this tendency to, to see our relationship with God as a, uh, as, a, as a relationship in which we earn by our works a certain righteousness that pleases God. And perhaps we as a Coptic church have also been influenced by the Islamic culture around us in Egypt that very much lives according to the law. Um, but again, the beginning of the Gospel of John sets the tone, right? The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And the reality of the difference, or to simplify the difference between the law and grace is that we utterly and completely now live by the mercy of God, not by our righteousness. We receive salvation as a free gift, not something that we earn. We, by our faith and our union with Christ, we attain and work out that life of righteousness and, and, and salvation and justification and glorification and all of these expressions that are used by the New Testament authors. And so, no matter what we do, we don't earn our salvation, we don't earn the love of God, but we receive love, we receive mercy, we receive grace, and in turn, as we'll see, we live out that gift in our life, which manifests itself through our life of righteousness and holiness. One of the ways that Christ tried to explain this new mystery to the religious teachers of the law, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, was when he spoke about the new, uh, the unshrunk piece of cloth and the new wine. If you remember, actually, it was just uh, a few weeks ago that we, we, met, we, we had this in one of the passages of, of the gospel readings for, I think, in the second or third Sunday of Missouri. Um, let me read just the passage from the Gospel of St. Matthew. Uh, chapter 9, verses 14 through 17. The Lord says, or the Gospel says, Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. So the question is about fasting. It's about something that the the, 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 the disciples of John and the Jews were doing, and the disciples of Christ were not doing. And so the, the question is a question of fasting. But then all of a sudden, it seems like the Lord kind of almost shifts to a, a, an unrelated subject. He goes on to say, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved." So 
what is he talking about? Why doesn't he just address and move on from the subject of fasting? Of course, inherent in the question that's asked of the Lord about fasting is that fasting has become an end, not a means. Why don't your disciples fast like we fast? In other words, why aren't they doing what they're supposed to do to be righteous? And so the Lord opens the conversation to something much more important than just the, the topic of fasting. He speaks about a new piece of unshrunk cloth which can't be sewed into an old garment. It must be sewed into a new garment. And you can't put new wine into old wineskins, but you must put new wine into new wineskins. So there is, a, there, is a, there is a newness of both the wine and the wineskins themselves. And so here he's actually using fasting as a platform to speak to them about the new mystery of, of redemption, of salvation, of grace, of mercy. And so the new piece of unshrunk cloth and the new wine here symbolize the new way that he wants them to look at fasting. And let me say that again. The new piece of unshrunk cloth and the new wine symbolize the new understanding by which they look at fasting and by which they look at all works of righteousness. And so when he speaks about a new garment, it's almost as if he's saying you have to take off this old garment because what I'm giving you can't be uh, sewed into or sewn into, sorry, sewn into that garment, but you need a completely new garment. So you have to, in a, in a sense, he's asking them to stand naked before him, to be clothed, to be clothed with a new garment, not with the old garment. And so this new garment, of course, is this new garment of grace and mercy. It is, it is the new understanding of the gospel. The new, it is the good news of the gospel, if you will, that Jesus brings to the world. That it is not by your righteous deeds, which you will never achieve a level of righteousness that is worthy of God, but you to be clothed, to be clothed with the garment of righteousness, which he gives us freely, and to receive mercy and grace. So, and we can also think of this new wine as the wine of the new covenant. Like in the Last Supper when Jesus gave them the new wine, the wine of the covenant, the new covenant, which is his blood. In other words, this new wine is infinitely different than the old wine. So, he takes it even further, if we want to take it even further, and another example that the Lord gives, of course, I will come back to the question of fasting because Jesus says they will fast. So he doesn't deny that they will fast, but he first corrects their understanding of how to look at fasting, how to look at righteousness, and then we will understand in what way do we fast. But there is another example in which he emphasizes this point in a way that is very kind of a punch in the face. One of the uh, modern spiritual fathers, 
Father Zachariah Zachru, he asked a group of people in a meeting, it was a casual meeting, and he, was, he wasn't reading from his notes, it was during a Q&A, and he said to them, what is the greatest commandment? What is the, if I asked you that question, what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and love your neighbors yourself. That's what everybody answered. And he said, no, wrong. So they kept trying to come up with other answers. So he says to them this, and I'm quoting him from his, from his words. He says, if you open your New Testament and read in St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17, verse 10, you read there, quoting the Lord, when you have done all the things I have commanded you all, to love God with all your heart, to love as I have loved you, when you have done all the things that I have commanded you, say to yourselves, we are useless servants, and we have done that which we ought to have done. Unquote. Then he goes on to say, the greatest commandment is to have this consciousness continually. Then we relate with the God of mercy, with the Father of mercies and God of every consolation. Then we receive him, we receive his chastening, and we will offer him, and he will offer himself as to his sons. So let me read the context of the gospel that he's quoting, because it's a parable. And the parable is, as he mentioned in, in Luke chapter 17. And Jesus said to the people, and which of you having a servant plowing, plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which are commanded, say we are unprofitable or useless servants. We have done what was our duty to do. So the Lord is saying to us in this parable, if you have a servant who is out doing work in the field and he comes in, are you going to tell your servant, oh, come and sit and eat and rest? Or will you first say to your servant, no, prepare for me my dinner, you're the servant. And then you will take your food and your rest. Will he thank the servant for doing what he was obligated to do? He says, I think not. And so Jesus says, that's how we should be with God. Now, it might sound very harsh that the Lord is telling us, that after we have done everything for him, we have loved him with our heart and our soul and our mind, we have loved our neighbor, we have loved him as he loved, we have loved one another as he has loved us, that after all this, we should stand before him and say, and have the feeling that we are unworthy servants, we have only done what was our duty to do. Sounds harsh, but actually what he's saying here is the most freeing and grace-filled uh, reality. He's saying to us, no matter what you do, no matter how perfect you fulfill the commandments, you will never stand before God as righteous. You can only receive righteousness, and out of what you receive, that grace, that mercy, that love, you can uh, reciprocate. You can allow your life to be an overflow, if you, if you, if you will. But you can't earn. You can't stand before God and say, I have done all of what you have commanded to do. Now I, I stand before you as a righteous person. 
So here he's not telling us that God is harsh. He's telling us that God, on the contrary, is so generous. He's not going to judge us. He's not going to expect from us to, uh, to stand before him with our own personal righteousness. I'm not obligated to earn God's favor or his forgiveness or the kingdom of God. In fact, the reality of the new, as compared to the old, is that no matter what I do, I can't. No matter how much I do, which is the law, it will never be enough. It will never be enough. So we need to shift that mentality of how we look at God, how we look at our acts, our, our works. I am free to be loved. I am free to receive mercy. I am free to receive grace. And that love and that mercy and that grace should transform me. And naturally, when it transforms me, it will bear fruit. It will bear fruit towards God and towards my neighbor. I want to read another quote from a, another spiritual father who talks about this. And it's interesting that in, he's talking about it in a book called Dis, about Spiritual Despondency and Temptations. So he speaks of this as one of the great temptations that lead us to despondency or to despair. He says, observe that St. Paul does not say and he's quoting from St. Paul's epistle to the Corinthians. He says, observe that St. Paul does not say, I have obtained mercy because I have been faithful, but rather having obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. You see the reversal. Not I have obtained mercy because I have been faithful, but having, been, having obtained mercy to be faithful. So he says, mercy always precedes the good which we do. And it is from mercy alone that we have the necessary grace to do any good at all. The saints never counted upon their works to strengthen their confidence in God, for they were ever mindful of the words of our Savior, quote, which we just said, so you also, when you shall have done all these things that are commanded, you say we are unprofitable servants. Unlike the Pharisee in the gospel, they, the saints, found nothing in themselves to warrant their confidence. Let me say that part again. Unlike the Pharisees, unlike the law, unlike the righteousness of the Old Covenant, the saints never found anything of themselves to warrant their confidence before God. But in the mercy of God, they sought and found a confidence, the foundations of which could not be shaken. See, if you live by your righteousness, that foundation will be shaken at every turn in your life. But if you live by mercy, it can never be shaken. This is what supported them, he goes on to say, and this is what must encourage you and reanimate your fainting strength. It is of the utmost importance for you to understand this truth, that you may not again fall into the snare which your enemy has so often laid for you. When you fall into sadness over your spiritual condition or despair or despondency, you will most of the time find that this problem is at the root of, of that despair. We try to stand before God with a confidence that's based on our own righteousness. So what is the reality of what the Lord is saying to us? He's saying, love received, mercy received, grace received, produces a sacrificial spirit. It's very different than our righteous-based, works-based uh, worldview. Love received, grace received, mercy received, produces in us a sacrificial spirit. 
I think we can understand this by looking at those of us who have children, those of us who, ha who are in love with uh, uh, a spouse, those of us who have very dear friends to us. We know that the love that exists in those relationships produces within us a sacrificial spirit. We, we find in those sometimes rare moments of true love where the self completely is forgotten and there is just this sense or there is this spirit of wanting to sacrifice one for the other. It comes naturally. It's born of love. It's, no, it's born of love. It's, it's, it's something that happens almost without a certain awareness. So being loved, being forgiven, receiving mercy, falling more and more in love with the Lord, grants us that spirit of sacrifice, a spirit of sacrifice for God and for one another. Some of you were with us in the retreat, for the family retreat, and we, we spoke a lot about uh, St. Elder Porphyrios, and he speaks about this so often in his writings, and I'll just read another passage from that because he says it so beautifully. He says, sin makes a person exceedingly psychologically confused, and nothing makes the confusion go away except the light of Christ. Christ makes the first move. Christ makes the first move. Come unto me, all you who labor, he says. Then we accept this light with our goodwill, which we express through our love towards him, through prayer, through our participation in the life of the church, and through the sacraments. Often, neither labor nor prostrations nor crossing ourselves attract God's grace. The most important thing is to go beyond the formal aspects and to go to the heart of the matter. Whatever is done must be done with love. Love always understands the need to make sacrifices. Whatever is done under coercion always causes the soul to react with rejection. Love attracts the grace of God. When grace comes, then the gifts of the Holy Spirit come. These are the things which a healthy soul in Christ should have. With Christ, a person is filled with grace and so lives above evil. Evil does not exist for him. There is only good, which is God. Evil cannot exist. While there is light, there cannot be darkness, nor can darkness encompass him because he has the light. So again, what he says, he says, what's important is not the prostrations, not the acts of uh, sacrifice, not the works that we do in terms of the, 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 the spiritual disciplines that we give ourselves, but he says it's the act of self-giving, the spirit of sacrifice, which comes from a passionate love. It can only come from passion. It can't come from obligation. You can't love your wife with obligation only, but you must love your wife with passion and vice versa. And the love that we have for our children, likewise, is a love that is born of passion and so on. So I want to bring it back now to the martyrs. I want to bring it back now to the martyrs, but to some of the mar modern martyrs that maybe we are, aren't familiar with. Uh, I don't know if any of you have heard of uh, a book called Tortured for Christ. There's also now a movie, a documentary movie that's made about um, this book. And it's about a Romanian priest uh, whose name is Richard uh, Wormbrand. Richard Wormbrand was actually a Jew who uh, was born in Romania and converted to Christianity, eventually was ordained 
in the church. And he was uh, an active minister and preacher of the Word of God during the time that the communists came into Romania. And he was spreading uh, gospels. He was uh, bringing gospels to the people. Of course, the communists were trying to restrict any sort of evangelism. And eventually he was arrested and he spent 14 years in an underground prison, many of those years in solitary confinement. And uh, he was eventually released on a ransom and brought into Europe and then eventually he came and he even was here in Southern California and he died in, um, in Los Angeles. Um, not too long ago in 2001. And so he, re he, he wrote about his experiences in these communist prisons in Romania, and that's the book called Tortured for Christ. It's a very powerful book. And now you can also see a DVD uh, movie about uh, the book. Um, there's an organization called The Voice of the Martyrs. I think maybe some of you have heard The Voice of the Martyrs. This was his organization that he started after he came uh, into the the West, and he was able to continue his ministry to speak about what was happening in, under communism and in the many places around the world, in China and, and Soviet Union and so on. So I was reading, not actually the book Tortured for Christ, but I was reading um, another book that he, he wrote several books, and one of the books was about the Song of Songs. You know the Song of Songs is a love story in the Old Testament. Uh, by Solomon the prophet, um, uh, the son of David, the king. And it's, it's almost, forgive me for saying, it's almost an erotic love story. It is a passionate uh, story of uh, the bridegroom and his bride. And some have said that this is the most beautiful book in the Bible because it describes the love between Christ and the soul, between Christ and the church. If you haven't, it's, I think, five chapters, or I forget. It's, it's a very small book, but it is, uh, it is a beautiful book about the relationship that God desires with every one of us. Now, what's interesting is that in this book where he's doing almost a commentary on the Song of Songs is that he's weaving into the commentary all these stories about the martyrs. Why? Because the book actually was, the book was originally called The Sweetest Song. The Sweetest Song. Because it is a, a song. It is a poem. But later the book was um, published under a different name. The name of the book was The Midnight Bride. And where did this name come from? The name Midnight Bride came from the martyrs themselves in the prisons of communism who were, when they were told that at midnight that they would be killed, when they received notice that their time had come for their final end to be, they spoke about the Midnight Bride. The Midnight Bride. That's how they saw their, their death. It was a wedding. So in 
that, um, in that book, he says in the introduction, he says, not all souls are the same. There exists choice souls whose love of God cannot be confined to the narrow limits of what is considered normal faith. Their current runs over. Their love of God burns. Their love of God burns. He says there are some souls who are unusual in their love. Their love of God burns to an extent that they have acquired such a spirit of sacrifice that they offer themselves completely in this crucible of suffering and ultimately in the giving up of their lives. Now, many of these people who are in these prisons, uh, for example, himself, Richard Wormbrand, for 14 years, him and his wife were separated in different prisons. They didn't see each other for 14 years. They didn't know if they were alive, when the other was alive or not. And so, and their child was, they had one child at the time was taken away. They had no idea about his whereabouts. So imagine not just the physical suffering and torture, but even the emotional anguish of that separation. I want to just share a couple of the stories that he relates in this book as, now, the reason why I'm quoting from this book is because he's saying these stories in the context of this passionate love. Think of, think of the bridegroom and the bride in this, uh, in this intense, passionate love. He says, in Romania, you cannot study in a university without being a member of the communist youth organization. You must render lip service to its God-hating doctrines. So a certain young lady, her name was Lydia, had been the first in all grades of high school, the first in her class in high school. Now a university education was guaranteed. As an exceptional student, she would also receive an allowance for further education. She had only to deliver a speech at the inauguration of the year of study. The big shots of the Communist Party were there. She praised communism. She got great applause. But she finished with the words, quote, these things one has to say if you wish to advance in our society. But I don't believe one word of what I just said. I believe in God and I will follow him, unquote. With this, she had ruined her whole future. Instead of becoming a doctor as she desired, she became a seamstress. But souls who have received Jesus' kiss cannot compromise. Souls who have received Jesus' kiss cannot compromise. Another story he says, he says, my former fellow prisoner, Ioan Stănescu, a Romanian Orthodox deacon, died from tortures suffered in prison. He once told me the following story. A certain colonel, the director of the slave labor camp where Stănescu was imprisoned, was informed that someone had dared to preach in Stănescu's cell. He entered carrying a cane and demanded to know the culprit. When nobody answered, he said, well then, everybody will be flogged. Strip. So each one of them had to strip down, and he started at one end of the cell, and there was the usual yelling and screaming and tears. When he came to Stanescu, he said, not ready yet. Stanescu apparently had not taken off his clothes. Strip this minute. Stanescu replied, neither I nor the others will be beaten anymore. There is a God in heaven, and he will judge you. 
With that, of course, the fate of Stinescu appeared to be sealed. Surely he would be beaten to death. But just at that moment, a guard entered the cell and said, Colonel, you are wanted urgently in the office. Some generals have come from the ministry. The colonel left, saying to Stinescu, we will see each other again soon. However, the generals arrested the colonel. The communists, if you know, they didn't only hate Christians and believers, but they hated one another. And it was very common that the communists themselves were turned against each other and were killed. So this colonel apparently was, uh, was brought before these generals and arrested. And after an hour, the, the, this colonel was brought back into the very same cell, this time as a prisoner. You understand? Many of the inmates jumped to lynch him. Of course, now is their opportunity. The man who has beaten us to the point of death is now our prey. We will have our justice. But Stenescu defended his defeated enemy with his own body, taking many blows himself as he protected the torturer from the, beaten, the beating of the prisoners. Stenescu, he says, was a real priest. We have to follow in the footsteps of men like this, loving our enemies but also resisting their evil deeds. Am I exhausting you? Two more stories. He says the secret police had come to search the house of a certain Antoni, the archbishop or the bishop of some place in, Ru in Russia. Finding the vessel used for the Holy Communion, they threw it on the floor and trampled on it. The bishop threw himself across it, trying to protect it with his body. He lost consciousness. When he awoke, he was in jail. They asked his opinion about the future of the Russian church and wanted to know if he desired to the overthrow of the Soviets. He answered that the church would be glorified through the suffering of its martyrs, as it was in the first centuries, and that he prayed daily that the Soviet government would not shed blood and would be forgiven for all of its sins. First, he was threatened with death, then was promised freedom if he would become an informer for the police. The bishop was not frightened and could not be bought. He was put in a small cell together with five others. They endured bitter cold and received only two glasses of water a day and nothing else. They could not wash or change their clothes and lived in their own stench. They lost their teeth. The bishop became so weak that he could not clean the invading bugs and lice out of his beard. When he felt death near, he chanted his own funeral service. He died with prayers on his lips. He was an authentic bride of Christ. And the last story, actually, uh, Richard Wormbrand, it's not in the book, but he said it in an interview. He was interviewed, on, and, and you can find this interview on YouTube. Um, it was a black and white interview, so it must have been at least 30, 40 years ago. Um, and in the interview, he says the following story. He says, let me interrupt to the interviewer. He says, let me interrupt to tell you about another Orthodox Christian. He was not a priest, but a simple farmer. In our country, farmers are almost always illiterate, or nearly so. He had read his Bible well, but other than that, he had never read a book. Now he was in the same cell with professors, academics, and other men of high culture who had been put in jail by the communists. So sometimes the communists would put, you could either be in solitary confinement, or they would put 300 people in one room. And you slept with 300 people, you know, uh, without, as you can imagine, what that life is like without any decent accommodations for hygiene or anything like that. 
And so he, this farmer was in this cell of several hundred people that were made up of many of the professors and academics that were uh, arrested by the communists. And this poor farmer, he had as his, as his goal to bring Christ to every member of the Academy of Science. But in return, he only received mockery. So, in the dialogue that happened between a farmer and this one scientist, the farmer turned to the scientist and said, Sir, I can't explain much to you, but I walk with Jesus, I talk with him, I see him. The scientist replied, go away. Don't tell me fairy tales that you see Jesus. How do you see Jesus? Well, I cannot tell you how I see him. I just see him. There are many kinds of seeing. In dreams, for instance, you see many things. It's enough for me to close my eyes. Now I see my son before me. Now I see my daughter-in-law. Now I see my granddaughter. Everybody can see. There is another sight. I see Jesus. You see Jesus? Yes, I see Jesus. What does he look like? How does he look at you? Does he look restful, angry, bored, annoyed, happy to see you? Does he smile sometimes? Yes, you guessed it. He smiles at me. Gentlemen, come hear what this man has to say to us. He mocks us. He says to us that Jesus smiles at him. Show me, how does he smile at you? In mockery. Then Father Richard Wormbrand says, he was a witness to this. Father Richard says, that was one of the grandest moments of my life. Now this man saw miracle after miracle after miracle in the jails. But he says, this was the grandest moment of my life. He says, the farmer became very, very earnest. His face began to shine. In the church today, there are pastors and theologians who can't believe the whole Bible. They believe half of it or a quarter of it. Somehow they can't believe in the miracles. I believe the whole because I have seen miracles. I have seen transfigurations. This man's face was transfigured. This man's face was transfigured and I have seen his face shining. And he says, then a smile. Because remember the question, how does Jesus smile at you? So he says, then a smile appeared on the face of that farmer. He says, I would, have to, I would like to be a painter to be able to paint that smile. There was a streak of sadness in it because of the lost soul of that scientist. But there was so much hope in that smile. There was so much love, so much compassion, and a yearning that this soul should be saved. The whole beauty of heaven was in the smile on that face. The face was dirty and unwashed, and yet it beheld, and yet it held the beautiful smile of heaven. The smile of this transfigured man was so powerful that the scientist, the professor, bowed his head and he said to him, Sir, you are right. You have seen Jesus. And you are right. He has smiled at you. And glory be to God forever. Yeah.
Light of light, true God of true God, be God not created, of essence with the Father, by whom all things are made, who for us men, for our salvation, came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary, and became men. And he was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate, suffered and was buried. On the third day he rose from dead according to the scriptures, ascended to the heavens, he sits at the right hand of his Father, and he has come again in his glory, judged the living and the dead, which kingdom shall have no end. Yes, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds in the Father, with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and one holy Catholic apostolic church, we confess on baptism for the mission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. which entered into the world through the envy of the devil. You have destroyed by the life-giving manifestation of your only begotten Son, our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have filled the earth with the heavenly peace by which the hosts of angels glorify you, saying, Glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Pray for perfect peace, love, and the holy apostolic greetings. Lord, have According to your good will, O God, fill our hearts with your peace. Cleanse us from all blemish, all guile, all hypocrisy, all craftiness, and the remembrance of vice bearing death. And make us all worthy, O our Master, to greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, without casting us into condemnation, we may partake of your immortal and heavenly gift. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy. 
Yea, Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hear us and have mercy upon us. Offer in order, stand with trembling. Look toward the east, let us the intercessions of the Theotokos, Saint Mary, O Lord, grant us the forgiveness of our sins. We worship you, O Christ, with your good Father spirit for you have risen and saved us a mercy of peace a sacrifice of, of praise the Lord be with you thanks to the Meet and right, meet and right, truly indeed, it is meet and right. O you, the being master, Lord God of truth, being before the ages and reigning forever, who dwells in the highest and looks upon the lowly, who has created the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that is therein. The Father of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, by whom you have created all things visible and invisible, who is seated upon the throne of his glory, and who is worshipped by all the holy powers. You who are seated stand before whom stand. The angels, the archangels, the principalities, the authorities, the thrones, the dominions, and the powers. Look towards the east. You are he around whom stand the cherubim full of eyes and the seraphim with six wings, praising continuously without ceasing, saying, Let us attend. The Oh. 
created us and placed us in the paradise of joy. When we disobeyed your commandment by the deceit of the serpent, we fell from eternal life and were exiled from the paradise of joy. You have not abandoned us to the end, but have always visited us through your holy prophets. And in the last days you manifested your Yourself to us who are sitting in darkness and the shadow of death through your only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, who of the Holy Spirit and of the Holy Virgin Mary. was incarnate and became man and taught us the ways of salvation. He granted us the birth from on high through water and spirit. He made us unto himself and assembled people and sanctified us by your Holy Spirit. He loved his own who are in the world and as a ransom on our behalf gave himself upon to death which reigned over us, whereby we were bound and sold on account of our sins. He descended into Hades through the cross. Ascended into the heavens and sat at your right hand, O Father. He has appointed a day for recompense, on which he will appear to judge the world in righteousness and give each one according to his deeds. According to your mercy, O instituted for us this great mystery of godliness for being determined to give himself up unto death for the life of the world holy hands which are without spot or blemish 
flesh, blessed and life-giving. We believe that this is true. to you, O God, who are his Father and Master of everyone. And when he had given thanks, <clears throat> he blessed it. He sanctified it. to his own saintly disciples and holy apostles, saying, Take, eat of it, all of you, for this is my body which is broken for you and for many to be given for the remission of sins. This do in remembrance of me. This is the cup after supper he mixed it with wine and water and when he had given thanks Amen. he blessed it he sanctified it to his own saintly disciples and holy apostles, saying, Take, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, to be given for the remission of sins. This do in remembrance of me. This is also Bread and 
and drink of this cup. You proclaim my death, confess my resurrection, and remember me till I come. Amen, 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 your death, O Lord, we proclaim your holy resurrection and ascension into the heavens, we confess, we Therefore, as we also commemorate his holy passion, his resurrection from the dead, his ascension into the heavens, and his sitting at your right hand, O Father, and his second coming from the heavens, awesome and full of glory, we offer up unto you your gifts from what is yours for everything concerning everything and in every Thing. Worship God in fear and trembling. attend Amen And this bread He makes it into His holy body And this cup also the precious blood of his new covenant. Given for the remission of sins and eternal life to those who partake of him. Make us all worthy, our Master, to partake of your holies unto the purification of our souls, bodies, and spirits, that we may become one body and one spirit, and may have a share and inheritance with all the saints who have pleased you since the beginning. Remember, O Lord, the peace of your one only holy Catholic and apostolic church. Have mercy. 
this which you have acquired to yourself with the precious blood of your Christ. Keep her in peace with all the Orthodox bishops who are in her. Foremost, remember, O Lord, our blessed and honored Father, the Archbishop, our Patriarch, Abba Thuadros II, and his spiritual brethren, the Patriarch of Antioch, Marignetros Ephraim II, and the Patriarch of Eritrea, Bun Antonios, and their partner, the Apostolic Liturgy, our Father, the Metropolitan Abba Serapion. Those who rightly handle the word of truth with them, grant them unto your holy church to shepherd your flock in peace. Remember, O Lord, the Orthodox hegumens, priests, and deacons. And all the servants and all who are in virginity in the purity of all your faithful people. Remember, O Lord, to have mercy upon us all. Mercy upon us, O God, the Father, the Pantograph. Remember, O Lord, the salvation of this your holy place and every place and every monastery of our Orthodox Fathers. Lord, have mercy. And those who dwell therein in God's faith, graciously accord, O Lord, to bless the air of heaven, the fruits of the earth, the waters of the rivers, the seeds, the herbs, and the plants of the field. This year. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Praise them to the measure according to your grace. Give joy to the face of the earth. May its furrows be abundantly watered and its fruits be plentiful. Prepare it for sowing and harvesting. Manage our lives as deem fit. Bless the crown of the year with your goodness for the sake of the poor of your people, the widow, the orphan, the traveler, the stranger, and for the sake of us all who entreat you and seek your holy name. For the eyes of everyone wait upon you, for you give them their food in due season. Deal with us according to your goodness, O you who gives food to all flesh. Fill our hearts with joy and gladness, that we too, having sufficiency in everything, always may abound in every good deed. Remember, O Lord, those who have brought to you these gifts, those on whose behalf they have been brought, and those by whom they have been brought. Give them all the heavenly reward. Pray for these holy, precious gifts, our sacrifices, and those who bring them. As 
this, O Lord, is the command of your only begotten Son that we share in the commemoration of your saints. Gracious ye accord, O Lord, to remember all the saints who have pleased you since the beginning. Our holy fathers, the patriarchs, the prophets, the apostles, the preachers, the evangelists, the martyrs, the confessors, and all the spirits of the righteous perfected in the faith. Most of all, the pure, full of glory, ever virgin, the holy Theotoko Saint Mary, who truly gave birth to God the Lord. And St. John the Forerunner, Baptist and Martyr, St. Stephen the Archdeacon and Proto-Martyr, the Beholder of God, the Evangelist, St. Mark the Holy Apostle, and more to the Patriarch, St. Severus, our teacher, the Ascoris, St. Athanasius, the Apostolic, St. Peter, the Holy Martyr, and High Priest, St. John Chrysostom, St. Theodosius, St. Theophilus, St. Demetrius, St. Cyril, St. Basil, St. Gregory, the Theologian, St. Gregory, the Wonderworker, and St. Gregory, the Armenian, the 318 assembled at Nicaea, the 150 at Constantinople, and the 200 at Ephesus. Our righteous Father, the great Abba Anthony, the righteous Abba Paul, the three saints, Abba Macari, and all their children. The cross bears our Father, Abba John, the Hegemon, our righteous Father, Abba Bishoy, the perfect man, the beloved of our good Savior, our Father, Abba Paul, of the moon, Ezekiel, his disciple, my lords, the Roman fathers, Saints Maximus and Domitius, the 49 martyrs, the elders of Shahid, the strong Saint Abba Moses, John Cammy, the priest, our Father, Abba Daniel, the Hegemon, our Father, Abba Isidore, the priest, our Father, Abba Bachom, of the Canonian Theodore, his disciple, our Father, Abba Shinuti, the Archimandrite, and Abba Wisa, his disciple, our Father, Abba Abraham, the Bishop of Fayum, and our Father, the great Saint Pope, Abba Kirillos, the Sixth, and all the choir of your saints, through whose prayers and supplications have mercy on us all and save us for the sake of your holy name, which is called upon us. Father, the patriarch of fallen asleep, O Lord, repose their souls and forgive us our sins.
mentioned and those we have not mentioned those whom each one of us has in mind and those who are not in mind who have fallen asleep and reposed in the faith of Christ graciously O Lord repose the soul of your servant Nedra Tedrus Hanna in the paradise in the bosoms of our holy fathers Abraham Isaac and Jacob sustain her in green pastures beside still waters in the paradise of joy the place out of which grief sorrow and groaning have fled away in the light of your sins. souls you have taken, repose them in the paradise of joy, in the region of the living forever, in the heavenly Jerusalem, in that place. And we too who are sojourners in this place, keep us in your faith and grant us your peace unto the end. in all things your great and holy name may be glorified blessed and exalted in everything honored and blessed with Jesus Christ your beloved son and the Holy Spirit peace be with all Again, let us give thanks to God, the Pantocrator, the Father of our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ. For he has made us worthy now to stand in this holy place, to lift up our hands and to serve his holy name. Let us also ask him to make us worthy of the communion and partaking of his divine and immortal mysteries. The holy body we worship body and the precious blood. Precious blood of 
love is Christ, the Pantocrator, the Lord, our God. Amen, amen. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Peace be with all, all. and with your spirit. O Master, Lord our God, the Great and the Eternal, who is wondrous in glory, who keeps his covenant and his mercy to those who love him with all their heart, who has given to us redemption of sins through his only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ our Lord, the life of everyone. of those who flee to him, the hope of those who cry out to him, before whom stand thousands of thousands and ten thousands times ten thousands of holy angels and archangels, the cherubim and the seraphim and all the innumerable hosts of the heavenly powers. sanctified these gifts which are set forth through the coming down upon them of your Holy Spirit. You have purified them. Purify us also, our Master, from our sins, the hidden and manifest in every thought not pleasing to your goodness, O God, the lover of mankind, may it be far from us. souls, our bodies, our spirits, our hearts, our eyes, our understandings, our thoughts, and our consciences, so that with a pure heart and enlightened soul, an unashamed face, an unashamed continence of faith unfeigned, of perfect love and a firm hope, we may dare with boldness without fear to pray to you, O God, the Holy Father who is in the heavens, and say, Our Father, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. In Yeah.
that you are truly the Christ, the Son of the living God, who came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Moreover, I believe that this is truly your own pure body. This is truly your own precious blood. Wherefore, I pray you, have mercy on me and forgive my transgressions, voluntary and involuntary, in word and in deed, in knowledge and in ignorance, and make me worthy to partake without condemnation of your immaculate mysteries, unto remission of my sins and unto life everlasting. Of your mystical supper, O Son of God, receive me today as a communicant. For I will not reveal your mystery to your enemies, nor will I give you a kiss as did Judas. Alike deep do I confess you. Remember me, O Lord, in your kingdom. May the communion of your holy mysteries be unto me, not for judgment nor condemnation, O Lord, but for the healing of soul and body. Amen. <clears throat> Remember, O Lord, our assemblies. Bless them. And Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. <clears throat> the holies for the holy, blessed be the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The sanctification is by the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the Holy Father? body and precious and true blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of our God. Amen. Amen. The holy, precious and body and the true blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of our God. Amen. Amen. The body and blood of Emmanuel, our God, this is so in truth. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I believe, I believe, I believe, and confess to the last breath that this is the life-giving flesh that your only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, took from Our Lady, the Lady of us all, the Holy Theotoko, Saint Mary. He made it one with His divinity without mingling, without confusion, and without alteration. He confessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. He gave it up for us upon the holy wood of the cross of His own will for us all, 
Truly I believe that his divinity parted not from his humanity for a single moment nor a twinkling of an eye, given for us for salvation, remission of sins, and eternal life to those who partake of him. I believe, I believe, I believe that this is true. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I believe, I believe. I believe that this is true. Amen. Pray for us and for all Christians who said to us concerning them. Remember us in the house of the Lord. The peace and love of Jesus Christ be with you. Let us sing Alleluia. Pray for the worthy partaking of the Immaculate and Heavenly Holy Mysteries.
sound of the trumpet. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.
to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Alleluia. To the ages of all ages, amen. Year 
forgive us all our sins, renew our hearts and our minds, O Lord, take away your anger from us. us your ways, make us worthy to fulfill your laws, show your justice to For 
forgive us all our iniquities, have compassion and mercy on us. We all ask your forgiveness, O Lord, take away your anger from us, purify us from all mistakes. Deliver us not in our enemies. Let the sinners return to you, O Lord. Take away your anger from us. Deliver from war and inflation, fill the poor with your goodness. Grant us the forgiveness of our sins, O Lord. Take away your anger from For the orphans and widows, heal all our sicknesses. You are our hope forever. O Lord, take away your from us. Stop the distresses and afflictions. Be our support in our troubles. Multiply your goods to the needy. O Lord, take away your anger from us. Remove the trespasses of your people. Save us from all afflictions. Save all those who O Lord, turn away your anger from us. For those who are mourning, let us hear your joyful voice. Help those who Take away your anger 
success through the prayers of your sins. Remove from us all evil thoughts, O Lord. Turn away your, your anger from us. You are always worthy of thanksgiving. Our lips praise you. Let us partake of your goodness. O Lord, take away your anger from us. All blessings come from you. Fill us with the goods of the earth. All the creation praises you. O Lord, turn away your anger from us. You brought forth fruit from the trees and gave it as food for us. We praise you both night and day, O Lord, turn away your from us. Seven times every day I will praise your name with all my heart, O God of everyone. I remembered your name and I was comforted, O King of the ages, God of all gods. Jesus Christ, our God, the true one who came for our salvation and took flesh. He was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and of Mary, the Holy Bride. He changed our sorrow and all our troubles to joy for our hearts and total rejoicing. Let us worship him and sing to his mother Mary, the beautiful dove. Let us all proclaim with the voice of joy, sing hail to you, Mary, the mother of Emmanuel. Hail to you, Mary, the salvation of our Father, Adam. Hail to you, Mary, the mother of the refuge. Hail to you, Mary, the rejoicing of Eve. Hail to you, Mary, the joy of all generations. Hail to you, Mary, the joy of the righteous, Abel. 
Hail to you, Mary, the true virgin. Hail to you, Mary, the salvation of Noah. Hail to you, Mary, the chastened of defile. Christ our God, King of the ages and maker of all things, I thank you for all the good things which you have bestowed upon me and for this partaking of your immaculate and life-giving mysteries. Wherefore, I pray you, who are good and lover of mankind, keep me under your protection in the shadow of your wings and grant unto me a pure conscience and even unto my last breath to partake of your holy things unto forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. For you are the bread of life, the fountain of holiness, the giver of good things, and unto you we ascribe glory, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of all these. Amen. filled with gladness and our tongue with rejoicing at our partaking of your immortal mysteries, O Lord. For that which an eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which you, O God, have prepared. For those who love your holy name, you have revealed to the little children of your church. Yes, O Father, this is the pleasure before you, for you are merciful. We send up unto you glory, honor, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and at all times, unto the ages of all ages. Amen. Your servants, O Lord, who are serving you, entreating your holy name, and bowing down their heads to you. Dwell in them, O Lord, walk among them, aid them in every good thing. Awaken in their heart from every vile earthly thought. Grant them to think and to live of that which pertains to the living and to understand the things that are yours through your only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom we and all your people cry out, saying, Have mercy upon us, O God, and O angel of this sacrifice, flying up to the highest with this hymn, remember us before the Lord that he may forgive us our sins. The angel saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and good will towards men. Amen, Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. We proclaim and say, O our Lord Jesus Christ, bless the air of heaven, bless the waters of the rivers, bless the seeds and the plants. May your mercy and your peace be a fortress to your people. Save us and have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, bless us. Amen. I offer my repentance. Bless me. Forgive me and say the blessing.
blessing in life forever. Amen. Oh Lord, make us good and pray thankfully. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thy kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The love of God the Father, the grace of his only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the communion and gift of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and heart, peace, and peace with you all. With your spirit. Here you go. Sorry. Okay, while we're waiting for the announcements uh, file to come up, uh, let me go ahead and announce this. Uh, Father Greg Boyle, first of all, hi, welcome. If this is your first time at St. Paul, we're so glad you're here. Uh, please be sure to introduce yourself to me um, and then to recover from that experience, maybe introduce yourself to Abuna. Uh, this is Abuna Krolos and we have Abuna Michael, so they'd love to meet you. We're so glad you're here. Uh, anyway, okay, so Father Greg Boyle, you've heard of um, Homeboy Industries, and they make backpacks and bread. Homeboy Industries is actually an organization founded. Father Greg, Gregory Boyle is a Jesuit priest who started a program in Los Angeles for um, uh, gang members, ex-gang members, recovering gang members, uh, to help them uh, get jobs and get back on their feet. So it's a huge industry now called Homeboy Industries. They have products. They have uh, many different lines of products. and. Um, so he's going to be speaking at St. Paul Greek Orthodox Church, and it's open to everybody, uh, and you have the dates on there, right? Yeah, and Mark Malik just uh, whispered in my ear that uh, he's a very dynamic speaker, awesome speaker. He had him come speak to his class, so try to, try to go. It's on September 24th. It's a Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Uh, here on Alton, the St. Saint Paul, the other St. Paul Greek Orthodox Church. Okay. Um, we have, as usual, uh, our, Wednesday, our weekday liturgy schedule will continue this week. We were thrown off by uh, Nehru's last week, but Wednesdays, 8.30 to 10.30, um, and then Fridays, 5 to 7 a.m., apparently a very holy liturgy. Only the Sawah come to that one, but you can be among them. Uh, no, I'm kidding, actually. It's, people come. It's great. Um, right, no liturgy last week on Wednesday. That's important for you to know. Uh, last week, we had Sunday school promotions. Yeah, these, this is the old file. Last week we had Sunday School Promotions, but that went really well. So this is the um, first regular day of classes in your new classroom. So uh, definitely go to Sunday School, those of you who are here. Um, they went to Taco Rosa last week, but tomorrow night the women's meeting continues uh, with the actual women's meeting. So we're going to be looking at some form of literature. 